All, all right, Sanctuary. Welcome to the funniest fucking comedy event ever to come to Ridgeway. Back after their three-year exclusive tour of Europe, Scandinavia, and the subcontinent, we bring to you one night only two. And here's your host for the night, Ben Bayfield. Are you guys happy to be here? Yeah. I think we can do a bit better than that. Are you guys happy to be here? Yeah. There you go. You guys got loud, eh? Nice job. Fucking right. It's Fort Erie, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, Ridgeway? Don't tell me this is one of those dumbass beefs you guys have. <laughs> the next town over is full of idiots. My cousin lives there. <laughs> Folks, we have a great show for you tonight. Give it up for your headliner in the back of the room. This guy's toured the country multiple times. Super funny, I think you're gonna love him. Make some noise for Armin or Bobby, everybody. <laughs> gonna be great. Very special treat here for you in Fort Erie. Who here, make some noise if it's your first comedy show. Make some noise. The, ba the whole back of the room, eh? Yes, this lady's waving like as if I... <laughs> right here! Good for you, eh? All right. My name's Ben. I'll be your host. I'll be coming up between everybody, you know, chatting with you guys a little bit, getting to know you. Are there any... Is there any... Anybody celebrating anything in here? Any birthdays? Anniversary? Birthday, right here? How old are... Is it really? This isn't Boston pizza. You don't have to lie about your birthday, okay? I'm not giving you a fucking cake or anything. <laughs> Happy birthday. Are right, it actually your birthday? Okay, this is bullshit. <laughs> I know this feeling when you come to a small town and everybody knows each other and they start tricking you. It's good. Back in the room, you guys have a birthday? No, is it really your birthday? Don't tell me you're lying. How old are you? 30, 25, 35. Okay, who said 36? Your friend does not care about you. Your friend doesn't know you that well. 35, eh? 36. Shut up! <laughs> You're fucking wrong, whoever that is. You don't think this guy knows his own birthday? <laughs> Holy fuck. That's his mom, by the way. She's hammered. Great. I forgot when I had you, you know. Uh, can't remember. Too many uh, beers. Is that your mom? Who is she? A friend? Clearly not. Not a very good friend. Sorry. You're gonna be a problem, aren't you? I can, I can just feel it already. 
Oh my God, we're not still going on. All right. Okay, everybody. He's 35. <laughs> Give it up for him. Jesus Christ. Holy fuck, eh? We got there. It took like fucking five minutes, but uh, we did it. Nice. Like I said, my name's Ben. I live in Toronto. I'm from a small town, too. I'm from Penetanguishene, Ontario. Does anybody know it? Yeah. How do, you, how do you guys know it? Cottage or prison? I had a feeling. <laughs> I hope that girl went to prison. She's like, I thought my sentence was 36. What the fuck? I'm out early. What's, uh, what's your name, lady at the back with the voice of a biker's wife? I think you're gonna give me the wrong name too. Good for you, Dana. All right. All right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a bit about myself. All right. Did you say, "Oh no, go fuck yourself"? I'm from Penetanguishene, like I said. I live in Toronto now. Sorry. I live in Toronto in an apartment with my older sister, right? And she's one of these people. I moved out from my mom's house into an apartment with my older sister which is kind of like leaving prison for a halfway house. It's still the same shit, you know what I mean? The one thing is though, my sister, she's like, she's from like the corporate world. She's one of these people. I don't know if you know how these corporate people talk, but it just means that she treats me like one of her coworkers. Every day I wake up to a passive aggressive text from her about the apartment that we live in. It'd be something like, hey, sorry to bother you, but can we make an effort can we? She means me, okay? There's no we. It's shit that doesn't even apply to we. It'll be something like, hey, sorry to bother you, but can we make an effort to stop shaving our balls in the sink? I think if we stopped shaving our testicles, we would have a much nicer apartment. And while we're at it, could we stop coming in all the hand towels? I mean... Who's even doing that, not trying to point fingers here? Sincerely, Emma. That's her name. Pisses me off, right? Makes me want to flip it on her one of these days, send her a text. Something like, hey, sorry to bother you, but can we make an effort to stop fucking your boyfriend so loud? I think if we stop having sex with our boyfriend, not trying to point fingers here, we would have a much nicer apartment. All right, that was a joke. You guys did good. Nice job. <laughs> Fucking right, eh? I had a tough year, though. Hey, did you guys have a tough year? No? Yeah, shut the fuck up. I hate that. It's so annoying. No. Well, I did, all right? Way to put down my family dogs. Anybody ever have to do that? Yeah, it sucks, eh? Raising your hand like you're in class. Right here. You're too sad to even make noise about it. <laughs> Yeah. We had to put down my family dog, so uh, we killed her. That's what you do, right? You pay someone, dog hitman comes over, some lady in a nice floral pants and scrubs, and she kills your dog. Then you pay her for it, it's a little weird. You're like, I figured I probably could have killed the dog myself, you know, if I really think about it now, it's pretty old. 
But we decided to have my dog cremated. It's important part, it's what she would have wanted. <laughs> and it's an important part of the grieving process, right? You want to decide what to do with the ashes. You want to put them somewhere that she loved, somewhere she was fond of, somewhere she spent a lot of time. So we uh, sprinkled her ashes in the neighbor's dog's asshole. And <laughs> just like that. And you know, we are no longer neighbors, but like, my dog's at peace now, guys. <laughs> and you know what? She would have loved that joke, man. My dog. <laughs> she was a laugher, my dog. <laughs> she heard that joke, she would have been howling, I swear to God. I promise you. Fucking right. These guys love me. All right. Hell yeah. Sweet front row there. <laughs> you got your feet on the stage? I like your style. <laughs> you pay rent here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, this is your place. Okay. You literally pay rent here. Okay. Put your feet on the stage, do whatever you want. Take a shit on the stage, I don't care. Man, I'm going through a, I'm going through a bit of break, a bit of a breakup. Yeah, it's, it's okay, it was bad. Don't worry about it, I'm better now. Anybody in here going through a breakup or a divorce? Woo! <laughs> That's the woo of a single guy, for sure. Right before he hits a line of cocaine, woo! Just got out of the bathroom, woo! Who was it, Who has, who's going through a divorce? Dana. Dana, shut the f Oh my God. This is what happened, do you guys all know each other? Is this a fucking, fucking prank central right here? Am I being filmed? Going through a breakup, going through one. You know, it's weird, because it's, uh, you think you love someone, and you do anything for them, you know what I mean? You just, you feel that way, and then like, you know, some other girl walks down the street. And you're like, I just don't know anymore, I don't know. Oh, she has oily hair, she works at Walmart, I mean, I think I'm in love. You guys take drugs? Anybody here take drugs? Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> I really, uh, I really, have this guy drive you home. <laughs> That's what, then everybody will be quiet, eh? <laughs> That's the DD for tonight. Fucking right. I used to take a lot of Adderall. You guys fuck with Adderall ever? Yeah, I know. I used to do a lot of Adderall. I didn't need it. I did not need it. I worked at a grocery store. Whew. Here's the thing about Adderall though. They'll tell you, they'll be like, to, people try to deter you when they find out you're taking it. They're like, hey, you know that's one carbon away from being meth? Trying to deter you. And it's like, that, you could also look at that as like a positive for meth. You know what I mean? Just smoke it, man. It's one carbon away <laughs> from being Adderall. I'll tell you one little thing. I, uh, I've kind of a, kind of an, uh, this, pretend I'm not, pretend I'm not going through a breakup for this joke, okay? So I've been having a lot of sex lately. <laughs> having sex with my girlfriend, it's good. The one thing is my, my girlfriend, sometimes she uses like a sex toy in bed. Again, pretend I love her, you know, whatever. My girlfriend, sometimes she uses like a sex toy in bed, which I don't know, I like it, it's cool. It's new to me, but a little bit of teamwork makes a dream work some nights, you know what I mean, eh? 
Sometimes even Michael Jordan needed Scottie Pippen, you know? Sometimes you gotta call in the reinforcements, am I right, brother? If I have one complaint, though, I do feel like her sex toy is, like, too big. I don't know how else to say that, but it's like getting in the way. It's just this hard piece of plastic, like, jamming me in the hip while we're doing it. I'm getting, like, a bruise, hip dysplasia, walking like a German shepherd. It's this big, hard piece of plastic. It's the exact same shape as, like, a bop it. Remember those toys? And then whenever we're having sex, she's making all the same noises. She's like, twist it, pull it. Next round, speed up. Bop it. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Pass it. Some guy walks out of my closet. Are you guys ready to get your show started? Let me hear you. All right. I have one rule. When I bring up these acts, make as much noise as possible. Give them all of your energy. It makes the show that much better. This first guy coming to the stage is a great friend of mine. Absolutely hilarious. Tours with Yuck Yucks. I think you're gonna love him. Make a lot of noise for Greg Pallone, everybody. the guy who brings out the stool, you know? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, no, this is the stool, guys. Next year, the actual act is coming out right now. Hey, cool. <laughs> I Honestly, on the drive here, I saw the houses, and I was like, there's no way anyone under 40 is going to this show. You know? I was like, there's not a chance of fucking, it's just gonna be all white 40, dude. I can't fucking wait. How are we? Oh, nice. Sweet. No, well, aren't you, aren't you the one who owns this? That's why you have your beers on the thing? <laughs> At the end of the set, I'm gonna take a sip, dude. I don't even drink that much, but I'm gonna fucking do it. For the love of the game, I'm gonna fucking take a sip, you know? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you guys this, I'm a, I'm a pretty anxious guy, you know? I don't wanna say I have anxiety or anything, because I'm, I'm never going to the doctor. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you've been to a doctor in Toronto, I know exactly what they're gonna do to me, dude. They're gonna fucking hand me a pill that what, turns my brain off and my dick off at the same time? What a bad deal. You know, if you go to a doctor nowadays in Toronto, it's just like, yeah, we'll fix it, but you can never come again. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's like they're in a fucking like lab and like some, some like one of the interns is like, sir, I found the cure for hair loss. And he's like, what's the side effects? His penis will never work again. Stack the fucking shells. <laughs> you know? I'll tell you one thing. I can't smoke weed. That's what I can't do. I don't know what happened. I used to be able to do it when I was like 16. Listen, guys, if your kids are going on runs randomly, I'm telling you, it's not because he's trying to get more fit, okay? I don't know if you guys have kids here. That's all I would do. I'd go, I'm going on a run, and then I'd go to fucking find my pipe in the woods. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm actually working really hard to get on the basketball team this year and just come back being like, what? Is dinner ready? <laughs> but I, I don't know, the last time I, I did weed, and I say did, because it was like, it was an edible, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, I'm like not trying to be like a dad being like, yeah, I do fucking weed too, you know what I mean? It was an edible, okay? And it was one of those edible highs where like, I got home, I locked my doors, and over the course of the next 45 minutes, I checked if my doors were locked six more times. You know what I mean? It was one of those fucking things where I was like, I believed in ghosts, but at the same time, if anyone fucking made eye contact with me, I'd cry. <laughs> I don't know, I, don't, like, I feel like, my, like, I'm looking at you guys, I'm like, this is my dad's generation, I feel like you guys didn't fucking, you guys aren't in your head, you know? You guys were maybe are depressed, Max, hate your wife, but you're not fucking... <laughs> 
you're not anxious. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but I'm in my head all the fucking time, you know? So I was like getting high. I was just like adding fucking fuel to the fire. And I would literally just be like battling my demons. I'd be like throwing up in the toilet, fucking fighting my inner thoughts, checking if the doors are locked, just on a fucking repeat, right? And the only thing I could do to calm me down was just like whisper mediocre achievements I've done in my life. You know, have you guys ever done that? I'm telling you, dude, if you guys are ever like in a pinch being like, I'm a fucking loser, just be like, fucking, I got up in, from the toilet and was looking at myself in the mirror being like, yeah, not, this can't be happening to you. Not the guy who carried his floor hockey team in the 10th grade to the finals. <laughs> not the guy who got sucked off under the bleachers. It's all high school achievements. Not the one. <laughs> But I'm trying to learn more about fucking just mental illness in general, and specifically fucking anxiety. So I was like, I'm not gonna read anything, so let's watch a documentary, you know? I'm not reading for sure. So I was like, I went to Netflix. And the problem I always have with Netflix, I'll tell you the documentary, it was like they interview people who got prescribed Xanax, and they got overprescribed Xanax in like the early 2000s, whatever, and they're interviewing all these people, okay? And the problem I always have with Netflix documentaries specifically is that they never get my demographic, you know? I never see myself sitting in that chair. Like, between all of us, I don't want to be mean, but it was just a, like, a lot of soccer moms who can't fly, you know? Just, just one after another was like, um, I had a lot of trouble flying. Um, so I needed to take a Xanax, and then it evolved to every single day I had to take my kids to school. You know, it was never a guy I could relate to just being like, everyone around me is trying to betray me. <laughs> All my friends and family are in a group chat right now shit-talking me and I have no fucking proof. <laughs> I just wanted one time to see a guy in the chair just being like, someone at my wife's work is trying to fuck her. <laughs> she keeps coming home and telling me that someone finds her funny and if I know one thing as well, she's not fucking funny. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> she goes, I'm sorry for laughing at that. <laughs> I'm, I, I'll tell you this, dude, I, I, I get really anxious with women my age. I, not even because, like, just dating them, you know? Because I'm like, I, in my head, I, like, I know it's me. I know I have trust issues, but it's like, at what point am I like, they gotta take some fucking responsibility too, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like dude, dating nowadays, I, I actually envy my father's relationship because it's like he met my mom, they fucking fell in love, they got married, bought a house. There was no interference in between. Now I go on dates and it's like, I just have to accept that the person across from me is just like fucking three other people right now, you know? And I just have to be like, oh, I just like auditioned to be like one of the top three spots being like, I'm, I'm gonna say everything. <laughs> I'm gonna say all the right things. And the worst thing is, it's like, even if I get to be one of the top three spots, you know? Let's say I get the fucking lead man role, she cuts out everyone. There's always gonna be an understudy in her like male best friend, you know what I mean? Just fucking some guy, just some guy that, what are you guys laughing about over here? Do you guys, one of you has a male best friend? Ah, right here, got him. You're fucking all of them? <laughs> You're trying to sleep, he's trying to sleep with all of them, get him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you guys have the Sweet Home Alabama song or? But don't bump But uh I don't know. Okay, here's the problem. Every girl I've dated, I've been in I've I've just had this argument. Just like I've been in three failed relationships. I'm currently in the third. I've had this fucking argument. 
with just like the male best friends. Like this guy would so obviously just like stab you in the neck just to fucking, just to sniff your chair or whatever, you know? <laughs> whatever fucking weird shit. Like, have you guys seen like the Lord of the Rings? Yeah? Every single fucking like girl guy dynamic can just be kind of summed down, boiled down to just like Frodo and Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Just like the girl is just walking around just like with something that every man wants and it's the male best friend is just being like, yes, yes, I one day will wait, I will wait until one day I hope hopefully she gets drunk and then she goes, I'm the one, I'm the one to get the precious, the precious. <laughs> and I just have to be like Samwise Gamgee every time being like, Mr. Frodo, he's not who he says he is, Mr. Frodo. He's lying to you, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> the male best friend bugs me for like for so many reasons but it's that and also it's like just the sheer ego you know that some girls my age have it's like you think this guy just will like he wants to hear all your stories and just doesn't want anything else you know I have no joke for that it's just some thought I have constantly <laughs> it's just like it's just an ego thing it's like really you think fucking people the models hanging around Bill Gates are like it's cause he's so strong <laughs> you know it's like not a fucking chance <laughs> okay, I've, <laughs> I've been applying to a lot of jobs. I got, a, I got a job recently. Thank you. Thank you. Got a job. Thanks. It's in court. It's like a, it's like a office job, I guess. So I do this. Pretty cool. Somebody's got to pay the bills. Am I right? But uh, I don't know if you guys have applied to jobs recently, but specifically in Toronto, they'll ask you, like, if you apply online, they'll ask you this questionnaire and it'll be like, what is your race? What is your gender? What is your sexual ethnicity? Okay. I don't know if you guys have like been, ever worked in a corporate job or whatever, but I answered as honestly as I possibly could for, these, for this questionnaire. I put straight white, which on paper is not good for corporate jobs. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the news, but it's not fucking good, okay? You might put Harvard right after that fucking thing in my questionnaire. They'd be like, we still don't want you, you know? But I was like, I wasn't getting any interviews. And in my head, I was like, how do I get an interview? I think if I get an interview, I can kind of just trick them, you know? At my last job, I played chess for six hours. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna do that. You know, I'm gonna say I'm a hardworking boy, right? So in my head, I was like, what do I do? And I remembered my buddy who looks pretty similar to me. He, he's native and he's never been asked to prove his native status on his resume. So I went, bam, I'm native. Wait, I know, bad. I know. But then I remember I, I dated a girl who works in HR and she, she said that they're legally not allowed to ask you what your mental disability is. So I went, bam, I'm mentally disabled. Guys, I got fucking seven interviews in a week. Isn't that crazy? I went from zero interviews in a month to seven in a week. Do you understand that? You can't even do the fucking math on that shit. Seven times zero isn't a thing, but if I got fucking one interview, I would've got seven times interviews. You understand? <laughs> and you know, the best part is, is I told my brothers, and they're both lawyers. They're both lawyers, and they went, honestly, as long as you never admit it and don't tell anyone, <laughs> you should be good, dude. <laughs> The, the part, like a part of me thought about putting gay on the thing, you know? Cause you know how many chicks my age are just like, who just like make out with their friends and then they like say that they're bi to everyone, you know? Never even sucked a pussy once in their life. They get to put fucking bi on their resume, you know? Steal my job. <laughs> Stealing my fucking jobs. Just turn to one of those guys. But I was like, what if in the interview they're like, prove it prove that you're gay and it's just like, Greg, we, want, we love you. We want to offer you 45K. That's my dream salary, by the way, 45 grand. 
I don't know if you guys know what 45K gets you in Toronto, but it gets you to live with three of your best friends and you get to eat out once a week. So pretty sick in my opinion. <laughs> but it's like, well, yeah, we want to offer you 45K, but you got to blow Tom right in that corner. And have you guys seen Firefest where it's like the fucking guy being like, I was fully ready to suck a cock to unleash the water for all my friends. <laughs> and it just flat like office like pans to me being like, fully ready to blow Tom for four massages a year. <laughs> cool. How are you guys? Okay. I want to, can I open up to you guys a bit? I don't want you guys to hate me, that's the thing. Okay, I'll tell you this. Uh, I, got, I got a rich father, and I don't like saying that. I know, it's the fucking like, worst thing to say, I know. But it's like, I'd rather tell you guys that honestly rather than be like, because, okay, I'm from Oakville. I grew up with a bunch of, I went to a private school for a year, right? And there's nothing worse than the person who brags about it. But what I think is worse than that is the guy who is rich but pretends he's not. Nothing fucking worse, okay? I remember just being in private school and would wake up the Facebook statuses of people being like, yeah, not a big deal. I came from the, from the struggle, you know, the struggle. And it's like, dude, I've been to your house. You have a fucking pool in your backyard, you know? Your mom and dad still kiss on the lips every single day before they go into fucking work. You guys, they sleep in the same fucking bed. I don't think two was talking about struggle when he talked about parents to being together, you know what I mean? But uh, my dad, I'll explain to you my dad, I love my father, he's, he's, one, he's my role model, but he's like a business psychopath. That's the best way I can describe him. He's not intimidating physically, but he's intimidating like a grandmaster of chess would be intimidating, you know what I mean? Like very analytical, his favorite movie's Moneyball. I don't know how to explain it more than that. He like fucking, you know, so it was just impossible telling this guy. You know, so what I decided to do, I was like, I'm gonna pitch it when I was 19. I was like, have you guys seen Dragon's Den? I'm gonna like pitch it like a business like idea. But instead of like coming up there being like, yeah, here's what I expect to make, here's my goal. I was just being like, all I have is hope. <laughs> I just have hope. I watched a lot of uh, motivational movies and they said, as long as you believe in yourself, you can do anything. And my dad even answered how they do on the show. He was like, honestly, you're not gonna make any money. So for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. I've been Greg Pallone. <laughs> Guys. One more time for Greg Pallone, everybody. Yeah. He's got a rich dad. Hell yeah. You guys are hammered, eh? <laughs> Fucking right, I like that. You guys drunk? No. Oh, that's sweet of you. She's drunk, someone has to drive, so he can get hammered. Get hammered. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, who here is, who here has been drinking? Someone told me, you guys have been drinking all day, eh? <laughs> nice, all right, good. Fucking right. Go get a drink right now, it's on me. <laughs> I'm making one million dollars tonight. I don't know if you guys knew that. Man, I'll address the elephant in the room. I don't know, I'm a, I'm a pretty tall guy. I'm a pretty tall guy, ladies. I don't know, I like being tall. Is there any tall guys here? Make some noise, fuck yeah, hell yeah. You look huge, dude. You look like the mountain from Game of Thrones back there, eh? Big guy. I don't know, are you tall? Tat tatted guy? Are you tall? No, you're just, no, you're just, 
Okay, then you're confident, I guess. I don't know, you sit, you have great posture in your chair, I don't know. I don't know, I like being tall, it's cool. It's cool, I just have a lot of the same, I just don't like the whole, oh my God, you're so tall. Do you play basketball? And it's like, I do, but I find that kind of offensive, right? Cause like, I don't go around asking short people if they're in the circus. You know? I don't do it, I don't, hey man, you got a great frame to get shot out of a cannon with, brother. You ever thought about landing in nets for a living? Pretty lucrative, I've heard. Could have been a Oompa Loompa if you tried a little harder, little guy, hey? Little cutie? I fucking hate short people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. It's just like, I don't know, grow, grow up. I don't know. Get over it. Fuck it, whatever. What the hell does that mean? What are you, a detective? Nice work. <laughs> I like that. This is what? You're protecting her from what? What do you think I'm gonna do? <laughs> Stage dive on all the short people? Crush them? I don't like short people though. It's just not all short people, okay? Some of you are, you seem okay. It's just like short, short guys, short men sometimes, cause they'll come at me with this weird energy and like bars and stuff. And I'm like, you know I didn't fucking do this to you, right? <laughs> Take it up with God or your parents. It's not my fault, I'm reminding you of your shortcomings. I don't know. And short, short guys always come up to me and they always have a weird excuse about what they'd do if they were my height, like it's so easy. They're like, oh, if I was your height, I'd be mayor. And you're like, what, that's your dream, being mayor? That's what's holding you back? What are you gonna mandate? High heels for men, little guy? Hey, little cutie? All right, everyone in here is short, obviously. <laughs> I get up, it's like a midget convention. <laughs> nice, midget convention, doesn't exist. Man, Toronto though, the big thing in Toronto is, uh, like I said, I'm from a small town, Penetang Machine, pretty, pretty small white town. I like Toronto, yeah, for white town, sure. The one thing about moving to Toronto though is there's all this, there's all this diversity where I live, right? If we could order drinks a little louder, that'd be good. <laughs> of course, light! <laughs> Two cores for Dana. Dana. Dana, you can only have light beer for the rest of the night. That's the rule. You can still drink though. Big thing in Toronto though is there's all this diversity, right? You go there, there's all these different cultures getting along. It's sweet, it's nice. You get to try different foods, meet new people. One thing I don't like though is this like forced diversity that they're doing in ads on TV now. You know what I mean? Like you'll see an ad where it's like a 95 year old Asian woman, black teenager, middle aged white dude in a wheelchair. And they're like, we sell insurance. Like, you three sell insurance. <laughs> This is an ad for insurance. This should be an ad for the bus stop, okay? That's the only time these three people hang out ever. That and Service Canada wait in line, not talking. I'm just saying, if we wanna do that ad, that's cool, we should do it. Same group of people. We should just make them sell like a unique product that only they can sell, right? Middle-aged white dude, black teenager, 
Asian grandmother. They should be selling like jerk wonton casserole or some shit. You know what I mean? Welcome back. I thought you were gonna jump on stage, wow. <laughs> Holy fuck. Will Smith this shit. I could, that'd be so, yeah, with a slap in the face. Huh? No, I was talking about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a lot of time on the internet. You guys fuck with the internet? Yeah, eh? Shit's no good. I've been going on Yelp lately. That's how you know it's getting bad, my addiction. You guys know what Yelp is? It's like that review site. People go and review places like this. Like, you can go in there and be like, this was a great comedy show. The host was super charming and tall. The one thing is though, the people who use Yelp are like insane people. You go on there, every review isn't just a review, it's also a cry for help. <laughs> like I saw this one review the other day that was like, great place to eat, especially great because I know I won't see my ex-wife Kathy here. <laughs> that bitch hates falafel. <laughs> Smiley face. Now I know I may never see my kids again, but on the bright side, Baba Ganoush. <laughs> four stars. You're like, what the fuck? And then I checked again. There was a reply which was from the wife. She's like, we left you because you're an alcoholic piece of shit, father. Fuck you. I check again. There was a reply. It's from the kids. They're like, mom, alcoholism's a disease. Like, dad, please come back. We love you and miss you. It's not your fault. I check again. There's a reply. It's from the dog. It's like, can someone let me out? I really have to pee. Dad used to walk me way more than this. All right, guys, I'm gonna keep this thing moving right along. Are you guys ready for your next act? Hell yeah. This next guy coming to the stage, another great friend of mine, everybody here, absolute killer, love him to death. This guy's toured all around the country as well. He works with Yuck Yucks. He's a regular at the Corner Comedy Club in Toronto. Are you guys ready to make a lot of noise? Let me do a practice run. Make some noise right now, as loud as you can. There you go. All right, keep that same energy. Make a lot of noise for this next guy. It's Robert Kackham, everybody. Hey. Yo, they told me before that they're gonna play the music for like 30 seconds and wait before you came out. And then I just walked right out here and then the music started playing and I'm like, you can, you can cut it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's fun to be here. Uh, before I did stand-up, I used to go to these commercial auditions for commercials that you would never see me in. <laughs> and I went for this one audition for uh, Reese's Puff cereal. And like, I don't really think I'm the guy that would sell Reese's Puffs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I feel like if you put me in a commercial for blood transfusions, you know. <laughs> like, I would kill that one, you know what I mean? It's just a commercial, like donate blood today and you can save me. Uh. <laughs> but like, I'm happy that Reese's Puffs, I'm happy that's still a thing. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's still around. We haven't got rid of that just yet. That's still like a breakfast that we're feeding our kids. I'm happy, you know, because that's what we grew up with. And I just feel like nowadays, 
you know, we got rid of all that good sugary food, all that good stuff that we grew up with, and then we started feeding kids too well and too healthy, and then we wonder why they started shooting up schools. <laughs> Am I wrong? What was your favorite cereal growing up? Shout it out. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Who said mini wheats? Kill yourself. What the f <laughs> Mini wheats? <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I'm in fucking Fort Erie. Mini wheats are probably a delicacy out here. Uh You know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Lucky Charms, those were amazing, Fruit Loops, those were amazing cereals. We ate those growing up, and then we went to school, and nobody here ever wanted to shoot it up because we were always too tired and malnourished. <laughs> to have the energy. <laughs> Fuck you guys, that's funny. about it. You know how many times I wanted to shoot up my school, but then I had a Pop-Tart in the morning? <laughs> and then later that day, I was just like, oh, I don't know, maybe tomorrow. <sighs> of course I'd want to shoot up a school if all I had for breakfast was an avocado and a bowl of quinoa. Like, you're all going down. That's not a breakfast. That's anger, okay? <laughs> My favorite thing is now how they're talking about how like, there's an, there's like, you, you turn on the news and it's like, there's an obesity epidemic in, in the schools. It's a problem, there's too many fat kids. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's the solution. I don't know about you guys, but I've never seen a fat school shooter. But, <laughs> They always say they want to shoot up the school, but nobody ever takes them seriously. They're like, I'm gonna shoot up the school. It's like, yeah, all right, bro. Only thing you're shooting is insulin. <laughs> Chill, shut up. <laughs> Sit down, relax, have a cookie. <laughs> all right, this side loves it, this side horrified. That's. I feel, okay, maybe I came out a little too strong, but fuck you, you guys pay 20 bucks, I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, fine, I'll clean it up, I'll clean it up a little bit. Uh, no? All right, fuck, okay, you guys want really dark, eh? All right. Okay. Just this side? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, lady, I know you sponsor the show, but shut up, all right, please. <laughs> all right, um, so another job that I used to do, uh, I used to work in sales. And uh, the one thing, anybody here ever work in sales? Make some noise, yeah? What'd you sell, what'd you sell, bro? Uh, furniture. Furniture? Yeah. It's not really sales, but all right, I guess. <laughs> sure. People need furniture. I count a sales job as something that like, you're, you're trying to like, like shove it down their fucking throats. You know, that's a sales job. Like, 
Did you get commission on the furniture? You did? No, doesn't, still doesn't count. Okay, I'm only saying that because, um, so the sales job I did, I used to sell uh, credit cards, which in, in, in a grocery store. So, like, that was hard, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, I feel like selling credit cards in a grocery store is probably the closest that I ever felt to like, f feeling like, like a rapist, but like, <laughs> not in a weird way, you know? It's, I didn't like it, but it was just how it was, because nobody wants one. Picture this, picture you're in the grocery store, right? You got all your things, and on your way out, I just come out like, hey, do you want to ruin your life forever? Sign up. <laughs> but every day, it was just like, I'd have to like, like, because I feel like the process of selling somebody a credit card and like somewhat sexually assaulting them is about the same, the, the, the procedure, you know? Because somebody would be walking towards me and I would just be like, yeah, 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 she, she, she wants it. For... <laughs> she walks by me and I'm like, you, she, she's like, I don't think I'm ready yet. I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> Sign up for the card. But what they used to do um, at these sales jobs is like they would try to motivate you. They know what you, you don't give a shit about what you're selling, right? So they would try to motivate you in, in some sort of way to care. So the way they used to do it at my work was they would show me clips of like the Wolf of Wall Street to like motivate me. To, 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 they show me a, a clip of some guy getting his dick sucked in a Ferrari and then be like, that could be you one day. I'm like, look, bro, first of all, I drive a Toyota Corolla. That's not really a car you pick up chicks in. That's more like one you, you drop them off at their destination. <laughs> Get it? All right. <laughs> all right, I, uh, I got a cat recently. Um, anybody here cat people? Anyone have a cat? Yeah. Lady screamed, hell no. <laughs> what did they do to you? They're terrible? I agree. I agree. I got this cat. I rescued him off the street. And his, his thank you for that was recently he's been like pissing and coming just everywhere. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. Because he's a, he's a male cat. He's a male cat, so he's like trying to show me that like he's marking his territory because he's like trying to prove that he's alpha so he's like calling me a bitch you know one time he pissed and come on my bed while i was in it how fucking gross is that like and like i don't know if he likes me or not so when he jumped up on my bed i'm like yo we're, we're bonding and then like he like he like squares up with me he like looks at me it doesn't fucking break like just looks at me right i'm like hey buddy how's it going just stares at me doesn't break eye contact it just goes It gets up and just walks away. <laughs> so I took him to the vet, and the vet is like, you gotta get him neutered. So I did that. I got him neutered, and he stopped pissing and coming everywhere. But I can't tell if he stopped because I got him neutered, or if he's just terrified 
of what I'm gonna do next. You don't fucking do that, you street rat. I brought you home. Because before, before I got him neutered, he'd meow like, meow, meow. And I was like, meow, meow. And I know if you translate those mouths to English, what he's really saying is, bro, you overreacted. <laughs> we could have had a conversation. <laughs> you piss and come everywhere too, you fucking asshole. The thing with this cat, though, it's like, it's, it's me and my mom, right? We're, we're raising this cat together. And so I feel like having this cat is, is the closest that I'll feel like to right now, to like feeling like, like a dad. And so now that, that's made my mom my wife. <laughs> I was her son for 23 years. I bring this cat home, I'm now her spouse. And the more that like we raise this cat together, the more like we work as a team, uh, the more I understand why dad left. <laughs> she was like, you know, he didn't piss and come on your bed because he's a male cat marking his territory. And I'm like, okay, why did he do it? She goes, well, you were, in the bathroom and you were taking a shit and you had the door closed and he was meowing and you didn't open the door so that's why he went and pissed and come to shit on your bed. <laughs> and I'm like, look, lady, I'm gonna go get cat food and I'm not coming back for 25 years. <laughs> I, um, I got a girlfriend too. I love pausing when I say that. I love, I just want to see people's reaction when I say that. When I'm like, I got a girlfriend, they clap. They're like, woo, somebody's fucking you. Great job. I love this girl, man. I, I love her, but like, she, she, she has ideas. And I like hate every idea she has. I just. <laughs> like she wanted to go on a double date, right? And I agreed to go with her because I knew if I didn't, you know, I spent a lot of time doing this, we don't spend a lot of time together. You know, I knew, I knew she, it was important to her. But then something happened and I had to cancel and she got upset. And it's like, yo, I didn't even wanna go in the first place, but you just like pressured me with your emotions. How come girls can do that? How come they're allowed to pressure you with the threat of their emotions? But as a guy, I'm not allowed to pressure them in any way whatsoever. You should be thankful. Because if I was allowed to use my emotions, I would just get, do it to get shit from you the same way you do to me, and it would 100% be sex. <laughs> it's emotional pressure. It's what it is. Are you guys a couple? No? no? Okay, well for the purpose of the joke, <laughs> imagine that you were. What's your name, bro? Shane. Shane, what's your name? Drew? Drew? So imagine if, imagine if Shane was like, hey Drew, baby, baby girl, baby, baby, 
could, could you, could, could, could you please li lick that space <laughs> b between my, my balls and my asshole? <laughs> and Drew said, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. And then Shane started crying. Like that to me is the equivalent of going on a double date with your stupid friend <laughs> that I don't want to go on. I'm uncomfortable. It would be pretty sad. Would be pretty sad, yeah, I know. But they don't get it, you know? <laughs> I love my girl, man. I've been with her for about like three years now and she's like, She's my first ever real relationship. Like my first ever real girlfriend. And you know, the way it's going, you know, we're, we're, we're gonna get married. And like, you know, I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> Super happy. But I don't know, it's just, like why, why did my first one, you know, have to be like the one? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, you know, I'm a young guy and it's just like, why couldn't, like, why couldn't I found you later? Like, why do you gotta be the first one? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm just, I'm young and it's just, you know, I just, I wanna, you know, I wanna, I wanna, exp I wanna experience, you know, some other, other pussy, but like, I can't. <laughs> this is a young guy way to think, okay? I, I'm aware, but it's just, you know, it's, it's what it is, but she's so perfect. She won't give me a fucking reason. You know what I'm saying? I can't lose her. Dude, she bakes me banana muffins. Do you know how fucking shitty I feel when she comes to my house with a Ziploc bag? Just like, I baked these for you. I made these for you. And in my head, I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> but like, I can't lose her. You know what I'm saying? She's a baker. Who else is gonna, like, girls nowadays, they don't fucking know. You know what I mean? They blow a guy one time and they're like, oh, he's mine now. It's like, you don't have to do that. You know, there's other ways to get into my heart. Because <laughs> the thing is, it's like, because my brain is poisoned. It's, it's done from years of porn. It's over. Some girl will be talking to me and she's like, where's the bathroom at? And in my head, I'm like, she's asking me because she wants to blow me in it. <laughs> she doesn't, right? But I just want to now like confirm if like that's the case. I can't even, I have to now suppress that urge. Do you know what I'm saying? This get too real for you, you fucking assholes. <laughs> That's what we did. We took four 20-year-olds, we put them in a car, we brought them to Fort Erie, and now you're gonna hear all our opinions about women. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I am like a huge porn addict. You know, people, people in porn, they, uh, people who watch porn, like, a lot of comedians will come up here, right? And they'll say, you know, they'll, they'll be like, oh, porn, I was watching this porn the other day. Like, the, every comic has a porn joke, I get it. But with me, it's like, it's like real. It's like, it's an addiction. It's not, it's, 
It's not good. I'm at the point now where I need to know like a backstory of like the girl in the movie, like her real life. <laughs> I need to know how she got into this, why she's here, what happened. <laughs> I was watching an interview with a porn star and one of the questions was, it was a fully clothed, fully normal interview, and one of the questions was like, so what do your parents think about you doing porn? And she was like, well, you know, my, my dad, like, he, he, he disowned me. Like, he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. And she's, like, crying. She's starting breaking. And my, my mom was with her for a second, and, like, now she doesn't, like, even want to talk to me either. And I'm like, this is the sexiest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> this is so hot. But that's the thing, it's not real. I know it's not. But I didn't know that for a long time. I, I'm just starting to figure out, figure it out. I thought porn was real sex, you know? I started watching porn when I was 11. So like, I didn't know anything else. It was fucked up. I would try to like recreate stuff that I saw in porn, because I thought that's what real sex was. Fast forward, I'm with my girlfriend. I'm like 19, we're having sex, and I'm like repeatedly spitting on her. Like, multiple times. I didn't want to. I just, I thought I had to. I was like, I want her to know I'm a, I know what I'm doing, you know? But I've been to therapy. I realized, you know, I had, I had some insecurity issues. And so every time I was spitting on her, I was actually spitting on myself. <laughs> That's just what I wanted to tell you guys, relax. <laughs> this is the new generation, by the way. <laughs> There's people like me that aren't doing comedy and they're going into like politics and other sh and like. You guys are fucked. <laughs> you know, at least you should be thankful I'm here and not like running from fucking office or something. <laughs> how was your, uh, how was your pandemic? Was it good? <laughs> yeah, good, I know, it fucking sucked. It's fucking terrible. I, um, I was with my girl during the pandemic and uh, so I, I got vaccinated, okay? I don't care what, boo me. I don't give a shit. It's like, I did what I, look, it wasn't, I didn't care. I didn't care if you got it, if somebody else got it. My girl chose to not get it. And that was a decision, I, I love her. I definitely supported that choice, you know? But like, now it just, I supported the choice. And then, you know, the government, like, they, they turned my life into some shitty, like, romantic movie. You know, I could go anywhere and she couldn't. You know, and I was like, this is, this is sick, actually. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> if they made a movie trailer on my life, okay, the, the trailer would go like, imagine like, coming soon to theaters now. He was vaccinated, she wasn't. Follow them on their journey as they find a place to eat. <laughs> and like, the thing is now, you know, the restrictions, they're gone. And you know, we've been like going out places again. 
but she's like still traumatized about everything that's happened. So now it just feels like I'm dating like, like a refugee, but like, <laughs> not in a weird way. It's just everywhere we go now, she's like, I'm so grateful to be here. <laughs> Kissing the ground and shit. I'm like, we're in fucking Tim Hortons. Can you stop? It's fucking gross. I, uh, okay, I'll tell you this. I, um, no, I just, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be open a little bit with you guys. Um, I, uh, I have like, so during the pandemic, okay, I actually have like a, a immunocompromising condition or whatever. And, you know, everything you guys did, you know, during the pandemic was supposedly for me. And I just wanna say, now that I have the opportunity from the bottom of my heart, that you didn't need to do all of that. <laughs> I was fine. I'm fine. I'm alive. Okay? You know what it felt like? It felt like, like the mafia was like extorting me. The entire pandemic. You know what I mean? Doug Ford shows up to my house just like, yeah, you know, you know it'd, be, it'd be a real shame if somebody got sick. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> okay, I'll leave. <laughs> I got it, I, get, I'm, I, I, can, I can feel it. I'm <laughs> I'll do one more thing, I'll get out of here. Um, yeah, so sex is weird with my, with my girl. Um, Cause before I was dating her, I was going to like hookers and rub and tugs. <laughs> Shit like that. But like, I don't anymore because, you know, I love her. But like, I still want that, that rub and tug experience. But I don't know how to, what the fuck was this? Someone's falling. <laughs> it's a ding, the ding's like, get the fuck off stage. <laughs> but like, I, you know, it's just, I want that rub and tug experience, but I don't, like, I don't know how to pitch it to her. Cause she's such an amazing girl. You know what I mean? That's what I'm, look, it, cause it'll be like, look, it'll be like, she'll want to role play, right? And I'm like, okay, but listen, you want to role play, what do you want to do? She goes, well, I kind of want to be like the slutty student, you know, and you're like the teacher and you, you keep me after class, you know? And I'm like, babe, I don't really think that's going to do it for me. She goes, okay, what do you want to do? What's your version of role playing? So I just like hand her 60 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, you are a 58-year-old Asian lady? <laughs> and I'm your client. <laughs> and you don't speak English. Yeah. Only words you know are baby and okay. Those are the only words. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna leave, but I want you guys to know something. I want you guys to know something. You seem like you might go out to other comedy shows. Look, a lot of comedians, they'll come on stage and they'll say a bunch of crazy fucked up shit and then they'll just be like, it was a joke, I didn't mean it. 
not me. I mean everything I just said. <laughs> Have a great night. Guys, holy shit. Keep it going for Robert Kakum, everybody. <laughs> Follow him on Instagram at the young Jew. At the young Jew, that's what he is. He's a young Jew. Guys, I'd like to take this moment. Folks, are you having a good time so far? Hell yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor for making this happen. Make a lot of noise. Village Cannabis, everybody. Help him put on this event. Give it up for them. Hell yeah. All right, guys. I've had a lot of fun with you here tonight. But it's that time, folks. It's headliner time. Are you guys ready? Make some noise. Hell yeah. This guy has toured the country multiple times. Another one of my best friends. Honestly, this whole show is literally my best friends. This guy's toured the country there and back many, many times. Super funny guy. I think you're going to love him. Make the most noise possible that you've made tonight for the very funny Armin Arbabi, everybody. So, they wanted me to, uh, to take my time with that intro, but it's, it's just a little unnecessary. Don't you think? You know, just music, and then, you know, your guy gets out on stage, you're like, I'm a fucking loser. It's a little, a little much. Fort Erie, how are we feeling tonight? This is, all right. I'm happy to, uh, to be here at seniors night. This is nice. How'd you guys like the show? Just four versions of the same comic. This is, uh... <laughs> this has actually been a test for your parents' dementia all night. We... <laughs> I thought I saw that one already. <laughs> no, Dad, that one's a panky. That's not the same as the... <laughs> yeah, man, I like this lighting here, too. This is very nice, very spooky. Very good for laughing, it's bleh, you know, it's, it's a bit much. No, but I am happy to be here in Fort Erie, man. I'm happy because, you know, I get to leave. <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I mean, you guys live here. This is your home. This is a nice, this is a nice place. You know, if you've never been to any other place, this is... <laughs> Like Niagara Falls. I like it. I like it, you know? Because it's a, it's a nice mix of just immigrants and white trash. <laughs> it's the most Canadian thing I've ever seen. And it's beautiful because it's just two cultures that yell at their kids in public. It's, it's, it's so cool to see. But I am happy to be here. It's nice being like, you know, out of town, you know, cause I, you know, I'm from Toronto, so. It's cool seeing this cause, you know, in Toronto, you don't really see this many white people in one place. This is, 
So I feel really safe right now, actually. <laughs> and then I saw one guy with kind of a tan, and I was like, bro, lock the car. This is, we can't. <laughs> Cool being out here. I uh, shout out to Mike, A and uh, D. Do you know them? Yeah, I knew those guys couldn't sell tickets for shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, they threw a great event, man. Give them a round of applause. This is fucking cool being out here. It's cool because I, I used to work for Mike, actually. I used to work for his uh, production company. I'd like edit videos for him. But like really, I would just like send it to Fiverr and get some Chinese kid to do it for me. <laughs> and then I'd always get pissed off because he would, he would call me back like, you know, the color correction's not right, man. And then I'd have to spend another $5. It was such a headache. <laughs> so I was very surprised when he was like, I want to bring you out to shit fuck Ontario to do comedy. This is, <laughs> this is my <laughs> No, this is cool, man. I like Mike. Never working for you again, bro, but... No, I'm kidding, it was a good job. He did give me money, which I blew all on Kush and stuff, you know. Gave me a hard drive. I sold that on Kijiji, like, the first week, for sure. I was like, yo. But it's cool, he got me a hotel. Nice motorway inn. <laughs> guys ever heard of King's Inn before? <laughs> all right, yeah, some of you guys have been Leo List out calls. That's very good. Oh, everyone's married here. You guys can't tell the truth. This is nice. <laughs> Babe, I don't know that website. I don't, what is he talking about? No, it's nice. We got a, we got a room. It's cool doing comedy because, you know, I did, I did tour the country and, like, you get to see a bunch of cool places. Most of them terrible. Uh, this is one of the nicer ones. I've been to horrific places like Red Deer, Alberta. You guys ever been to... Red Deer, if you've never been, it's like in between Calgary, uh, Calgary's here, Edmonton's here. It's just like an en route of a city. <laughs> there's, you don't really do much there but cheat on your wife. There's, there's nothing, there's no activity in Red Deer. But it's cool, you know? It's nice sharing a hotel room with the uh, guys on the show because they're my age, which is fun. It's fun, because then, you know, when I suck their dick, I won't feel weird after. <laughs> Like, we were boys experimenting. It's not, it's, you know, it's Pride Month. I assume that's why you guys are here. <laughs> no, it's weird sharing a hotel room with like an older comic, you know? Because you just wake up hard in the morning and he's just like on FaceTime with his family. <laughs> and it's just like, bro, can you tell your baby to shut up and your wife to talk louder, please? I'm really trying to get. Actually, I don't really care about the ottoman. Tell the baby to speak up, actually. This... I like it. I like when some of you guys don't laugh at these jokes. It's, it's fun terrorizing white home ownership. It's, it's pretty fucking sick, man. Did you come here by yourself? No, I think they're not smoking a joint. Oh, you have shitty friends. It's... It's rough. What do you do for a living? Uh, railroad. <sighs> like you are one, or? <laughs> I guess maintenance, maintenance, railroad maintenance. Oh, shit. 
So you took like a Chinese guy's job. I like it. That's like very intellectual racism too. Like you, you have to like actually know history to get that joke. Congratulations guys. Give yourselves a round of applause for knowing that. <laughs> yeah, let's say the N word. Um, <laughs> loosen up, we might later. So 150 people here, you're saying none of you let it slip once? What, you've never had a bad game of 2K18 and you just... Really? Oh no, all you guys are fucking all-stars, right? No, I like being here. I like white people. I do. White people, you guys get a bad rap. I feel bad for you guys, honestly. You guys are... You're losing. I mean, I'm winning, so I don't feel that bad. But there's a part of me. Because you guys, you know, a lot of you guys, like, what are your parents, like, British and Scottish? Italian. That's not white. I don't know if you know. Real white people don't claim you. This is just how, you know, you're a WAP. <laughs> and you know why you're not white? Because it's okay to call you that slur, and people laughed. <laughs> if it was a black guy and I was like, Tar Baby, that's fucked up. Jesus, holy shit. This is the sanctuary of the arts, sir. There's a trans flag at the door. You cannot. <laughs> but yeah, no, white, you're, you're not white. You could try, I mean, yeah, I know I'm like not the guy to be telling you you're not white, but you're not. So, you know, sorry. But that's also good, because being white's kind of shit now, you know? I mean, look, this guy has to fucking work on a railroad for fuck's sake. That's prison labor, bro. That's slave shit. This guy should be at H&R Block. I'm not good with numbers. I know, you're not good with words either. Railroad. <laughs> Ladies, I, I just also, you know, they asked me to make a little special announcement. We have one of the members of Blue Man Group front row here, just out of paint. <laughs> How long have you two guys been married, man? Is, it, is that your wife or your PSW? Is that... Both? Fifteen years. Wow, fifteen years. Dude, I was like six years old and he was fingering you in a Cineplex. That's incredible. I do some fucked up shit to be married 15 years. I mean, your asshole must just be worn out. 
But that's good. That means he f it would be bad if in 15 years and you got a pristine asshole. What's wrong with your sex life? <laughs> Sorry. I know, now he, he wants to tell me to get off his property now. This is... That's cool. What do you do for a living, man? Pizza, pizza? It's just the shirt. It just looks... I've never seen a white guy out wear that. Always an Iranian man wearing that pizza, pizza shirt. But... I'm just saying, that is like, when you walk into a pizza... Like, that's a, like, Italian people, you guys should be mad at that all the time. Just walking in like, one the pepperoni pizza, like, you're like, oh my, what the f You want tahini, sir? Oh, fuck you, I... No, but what, what do you do? Are you like the Monopoly man? Do you own the railroad? You work at a golf course? Oh shit, this guy's like, my whole life is keeping people that look like you out. That's it, dude. I've never played around at golf. That looks like a good game, man. It's just invented to cheat on your wife, but it looks fun. <laughs> so what do you do? Like, you own it? You work in the pro shop. Well, that's not that. Oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> Can I get, like, a discount code at your Bass Pro Shops? I know, but I just, Bass Pro is cooler, wouldn't you think? Do you get to play golf at the course? Yes. Oh, that's cool, so you get away from her. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm just, you guys got a happy, do you have kids? We have two each. Each? <laughs> and they say white people have no culture, that was it. It's being divorced, that's... It's being divorced and going to reserves to buy cigarettes. That's all... It's white culture. Well, that's cool. So two each. How were the first marriages? How long... Is that her? Because you pointed. Twenty years. Twenty years. Mine was only a year and a half for my husband, but seven years ago. Oh shit! You just break motherfucking hearts, eh? She's like, yo, one year I'm out, Doug. That's wild. Was there a prenup? No, of course not, yo. That's a businesswoman. That's this shit. You know when they have like feminist business at like like Ryerson or whatever? Or now it's like Transsexual University. They should have. They should have that, where it's just like, suck this guy's dick for a year and then just leave. <laughs> They'll get a red Audi, it's so cool. It's... <laughs> That's cool. It's cool, is anyone else divorced here? <laughs> Woo? <laughs> I can hear by your voice, ma'am. That you're divorced. <laughs> oh, don't feel bad, this is a comedy show. She knew what she was getting into when her son worked the railroad and sat first row. How did I know that's your son? Because you look like the sister he fucks. 
Hey, don't feel bad. Don't listen. My, I know I'm I'm a I'm a weird sandy packy thing, but uh, I have incest in my family too. I do. I wish I didn't. Cause you know when you meet some people and they have like an uncle that's like a crackhead or they you know, like that's kind of interesting. Like having an alcoholic in the family. I don't have like just my grandparents or cousins. <laughs> My aunt and uncle are cousins too. It's really, I don't know why. It's fucked up because I have a, a, you know, I have my little cousin and you know, I always try and keep an eye on her to make sure, you know, she's okay. You know, she keeps one eye off to the side, so I don't really know what's. That's cool. Are you dating this Indian chick? Are you a lesbo? <laughs> You're Italian? Been out in the sun a while. No, See, that's why I'm like, you can't really say Italians are white when you look like. I like this woman here with like the, uh, the little shawl, like you're at the opera. And then it's just me being like, you're a piece of shit and you're a fucking. I'm sorry, I'm from Toronto, man. I'm an asshole. But I, I you kind of have to be. Not to survive, but just to you know, have some fun. <laughs> like my favorite thing is like closing elevator doors on people. That shit's. Sorry. I'll just see like an old woman with her groceries. I'm like, take the stairs, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> As the doors are closing, I'm like, your kids are never gonna call you. <laughs> You kind of have to be an asshole, though. You know, a little bit. It's a little catharsis. I mean, you can't be nice all the time, and then those people are fucked up. You ever meet someone that's just like, I'm a good person, and I... Like, that guy lets other dudes fuck his wife, for sure, while he watches. <laughs> you can't just be a good person 24-7. Look at the Dalai Lama. Look what happened to him. <laughs> he was the best guy ever. We were like, we would use, and then, you know, he's fucking kids. You didn't know that? Do you guys have internet in Fort Erie or Like, what's... I thought this was well documented that he raped. And I love the, what? I can't, I bought a seminar. I took my kid to him last week. Yeah, no, there was a video of the Dalai Lama. He uh, stuck his tongue out and a seven-year-old boy just sucked it. He asked to suck it, which is, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Face Off with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I think the Dalai Lama watched that movie that day, you know what I mean? That's a sick move too, suck your tongue. I never did that, I, but then I saw that and I tried it. I'm like, this guy knows some shit. <laughs> He's fucking enlightened, bro. Yeah, that's fucked up. Pedophile shit is pretty scary. It'd be cool if we knew who all of them were. Like, before they rape. Stay with me here. <laughs> no, like if... Because you know how it's always, you know, you, you find out, you know, some kid gets diddled and then you know, you know, Uncle Steve. It'd be cool, you know, it's, Christmas is weird now, you know. You don't not invite Steve, but, you know. Kids eat at a different table now.
You still bring St uh, Steve. We went to Barbados with Steve. So what he fucked Josh? He was a pussy anyway. <laughs> Guys, you guys feel bad at imaginary incest rape. This isn't real. I'm making all this up. <laughs> no, but it'd be cool. Well, not cool. Wait, I'm sorry. Were you raped? That was a strange, like, this is Fort Erie, man. <laughs> what do you think our kids are? They're with Steve. <laughs> What's going on, dude? You fucking kids, dog? That's Steve? Steve would look like you, though. Like the glasses on the string and the belt buckle from Winners. That's not Winners? Oh shit, this guy went to Calgary. <laughs> he did! That's like travel for Fort Erie is going to. <laughs> Calgary is cool. I do, like, I will get back to the fucking kids, but I do like Calgary. <laughs> we will return to fucking kids, but. <laughs> After the show, we're gonna go back to the King's Inn. And <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we, the, if the four of us were child molesters, that'd be such a fucked up article to read. Oh, yeah. Like, if it was like an old guy, like if it was him, I'd be... <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, but then it's like four young dudes. It's like, oh, dude, come on. You know? It's a little fucked up. But no, Calgary is uh, Calgary's a nice place. All Calgary is is like uh, Jiffy Lubes and Robin Tugs. <laughs> all it is. But yeah, no, it'd be cool, pedophiles. It'd be cool if you knew who they were before they, you know, did it. Like if they catcalled kids. <laughs> right? Because then you could see and be like, this guy's a piece of shit. You guys don't like this one? <laughs> like the mustache. Hear me out. Like, you know when you see like the mustache, the mustache, that is like, if you play basketball and you wear Jordans to a basketball court, the mustache is like, yo, if you're a pedophile, you're about to do some damage. You know what I mean? It's like letting, sorry? Get that woman a glass of water. <laughs> okay. I'm scaring you people, I apologize. It's a lot. I know, a lot of you have never even seen one of me before. <laughs> so this is a lot to uh, be, allow me to speak freely as well. In one instance, there's a lot to this. <laughs> I'm Persian, by the way. I don't know if you guys can tell. I just, uh, yeah, I just, I kind of look white because I was born lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a brown guy and you could look white, I would recommend it. It's, uh... It's a good life. Sometimes I go on dates with chicks and they're like, are you Italian? I'm like, I'm Persian. And then they have to blow me or they're racist. <laughs> so sick, dude. Such a good cheat code. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Persian. But I mean, I'm, I'm a white guy. You know, I was like raised in Toronto, you know. I do shrooms, I go on hikes. <laughs> right, like I wear blunt stones in the winter, like I'm... I fucked a chick with armpit hair, bro. Like, I'm pretty white. <laughs> I like doing shrooms. You guys ever been to like a legal shroom dispensary? 
Dude, those are fucking, those are wild, man. Because it's kind of like, I like them because it's like when weed was illegal, right? So you have, to, you have to fill out like a phony medical questionnaire. But like with weed, it was like, are you experiencing anxiety, PTSD, insomnia? But you're buying shrooms. So it's like, do you want anxiety, PTSD, insomnia? It's kind of wild that they're legalizing drugs. I don't really think that they should. Because they're just letting, why? Because they're letting everyone get high. Now it's not cool. <laughs> right? Like we're letting nerds get high now, dude. Like have you ever been to a fucking dispensary? You ever been stuck in line for 10 minutes because there's a mom learning what sativa is? So I'll be like, look, that's not gonna help your headaches. What would have helped is an abortion 10 years ago, actually. That would have kept Brandon out of trouble. But no, now I can't get high because your pussy hurts and you have bad pelvic floor. Because you made a bad decision at a truck stop in Red Deer. It's bullshit. I mean, when I was on tour, I went, out to, uh, I went out to British Columbia and they had like a legal cocaine dispensary, which is, you know, why I did shows in British Columbia. But that's like a wild drug to let people have. Like, you can't let normal people do blow. That's like a very specific drug for a very specific group of people, you know? Like, my favorite part about doing coke is I just end up at some after party with some horrific person I don't agree with. But then I do another line and I'm like, go on. This is... No, I mean, you're making some points. Maybe I should go back to my country, actually. <laughs> I don't like that that got a woo from someone. That was a strange. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't think that they should let people get high, you know? Because then if it's like everyone's getting high, then the people who don't get high are cool. And then music's just gonna fucking suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine, like, all your parents, they were all kind of dorks. And then now you're cool. You drink, you smoke weed, and you hang out. And then you're gonna drink and smoke weed and fuck bitches, whatever. I'm gonna have a kid one day with you know, some broad, and, and then your kid's gonna resent you because you know, you're cool, he's just gonna wanna be into Christianity all of a sudden. <laughs> Imagine that, you're gonna be like, just some kid under a bridge like, fucking, yo, my dad's such a loser, bro. He wants me to do acid, go to Coachella, man, fuck. Like, <laughs> bro, I just wanna read the Bible right now. Like, what the, oh, I hate my dad. That's what you're gonna fucking get. Like, my dad wasn't uh, like that. My dad's an animal. He went through a lot. My dad had a, he had a hard life. You know, he fought in a war. Fought in the Iran-Iraq war. Where, uh, you know, Iran and Iraq, they fought over who makes women more nervous at nightclubs, I guess. I don't really... <laughs> not really sure what they were beefing about. I mean, both countries kind of suck, to be honest. Yeah, he was in a war, and then he had anger problems a lot when I was a kid. And then, you know, one day he told me that, you know, when he first got to Canada, he used to sell coke, and he had like five or six girls with him at all times. I was like, bro, fuck, I'd be pissed off too, you know. If I went from Scarface to being a dad? <laughs> yeah, I'd fucking hit my wife, fuck her. I, I was the best. It's a little far, but... <laughs> No, but for, I would, I'd be pissed.
My dad never really told me that till I was older, so I just thought he was a loser my whole life. Which wasn't good. Because then I just did stupid shit. Right? Like, I got arrested for shoplifting condoms once when I was like 13. <laughs> which is like already kind of retarded because they give condoms out for free. <laughs> and on top of that, I was 13. I wasn't even having sex. I just wanted to know if my dick was big enough to fit the condom. <laughs> I wasn't getting laid, I just, I was self-conscious. So then I went to this like shopper's drug mart uh, in Toronto and, and I got caught. And what was sad was who caught me was this like very dykey lesbian woman who <laughs> definitely enjoyed torturing a man that afternoon. She just fucking handcuffed me. I was like tied to a chair and I was like a kid. I was like fat and I had a bowl cut and I was crying. And then this black police officer showed up. He was just like, damn, bro, this is fucked up. <laughs> this is fucked. And then the whole time he was driving me home and he was just like, bro, like, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna in trouble, but like, can I, can I say you stole something other than condoms? Like, I don't have to tell your mom that, bro. And I, I thought he was just being a good guy. Like, he just didn't want my mom to know that I was involved with sex. Now I realize he probably thought I was gay. And he didn't want to out me to my mom, because he thought I was going to get fucked in the ass later. 100% <laughs> this dude was driving me home like, this fucking faggot stole condoms. <laughs> Fuck, how am I doing for time here? I want to go gamble. You guys like gambling in this bitch? Yeah, you guys fuck with gambling? What do you mean, sure? What kind of pussy-ass answer is that? It's yes or no. <laughs> you don't go sure about gambling, dude. My favorite, honestly, I love gambling because I like breaking even. <laughs> you ever break even when you gamble? It's awesome. It's just like you had anxiety for three hours. <laughs> That's it, you just stand up like I pissed myself twice. What the fuck? <laughs> I fucking, I love gambling, dude. I, when I got back, I, when I went on tour, all there was was gambling in Canada. I don't know if you know this about this country, but this whole country is parking lots and casinos. And there's natives in both of them drinking. <laughs> it's, it's, I didn't put them there, but I saw it. I'm saying it to you now for money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gambling's fucking fun, dude. It's good. You should gamble as a man. Remember the first time I ever won money gambling? I bet on women's basketball. Because it's the easiest to know, because they're just not going to score more than 100 points. <laughs> so you bet the unders, right? Because in gambling, you can bet the over on how much you're going to score and the unders. Get the projector ready. Let's get, um, let's get Bet365 on. And if any of you guys want after the show, I'm gonna give you a referral link to PokerStars and I want you guys to use it. <laughs> it's upsetting that not a lot of men here gamble because that means you just love your wives. <laughs> eh? Okay, so if you don't love your wife, let's just break this down. You don't love your wives. 
It's a very strange TED talk I'm doing right now. <laughs> no, if you don't love your wives and you don't gamble, what do you, what do, you do? Just ride your John Deere? <laughs> Just circle your fucking lawn like, man, I could have been something in Calgary, but... I fucked that, my nephew, and now I'm here, I'm Steve. <laughs> Yeah, what do you guys do for fun? You guys listen to podcasts? Yeah, that's it. I like that. You guys don't like talking to each other, so you, you just listen to other people talk. One time I actually, because I, 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 you know, I don't like podcasts, and I, I hate ones with women more. <laughs> and I had a girlfriend at the time that didn't like that, that I would put up with a male pod, but I would not listen to a woman. And it's like, listen, I don't want to listen to you bitching at me all day. And then the minute I get any free time, put in headphones and listen to more women bitching. That's not... <laughs> See some guys whispering to her wives right now, like, babe, I don't know fucking That's not me. That's not me. It is him. He's just bullshitting. For pussy! And I respect that. <laughs> I'm getting lynched by some white people after this, for sure. This is not... I thought you guys would be more on your side about turning on the woman that loves you in the middle of the comedy show, to be honest. I thought... Dude, I got these cans. I thought I was going to drink more, but you guys... You guys are good. I'm having fun. I am. I am. I was worried when I got here because Mike promised me more money and then magically it was less money and I was... I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk about it because I got here and it, was, it stressed me out because I'm poor and I need this money to, I don't know, fuck whatever I want. It's my money. I, well, maybe. Maybe I'll just go to the Frankenstein Burger King and jerk off. It's up to me. <laughs> I fucking always wanted to go to that. Has anyone been to that Frankenstein Burger King, by the way? Dude, I fucking always wanted to go to that one. Because as an immigrant, uh, well, the kid of immigrants, going to Niagara Falls is like really the only thing to do. I don't know why. I, and it's every culture, but my family used to go. And I always wanted to go to the Frankenstein Burger King, but my dad was too Iranian to let me. He was like, it's not what it, we would drive like out of it and go to a normal one. I was annoyed. I was fat. I fucking wanted Burger King, dude. That's why I booked this gig, because I'm taking those guys to that Frankenstein Burger King. I'm not even fucking kidding. That's it. That's why I was like, I got a drink, I got to sit through 40 minutes of comedy, and like, it's all about the Frankenstein Burger King, bro. People think, people think we're up here because we want to talk to you guys, and we love you. It's not. No, we fucking resent all of you after the show, as we leave. <laughs> kidding. You guys are great. You guys are an amazing audience. <laughs> I like this one. Is that like the first compliment you've gotten in years? It's a guy just trying to save the middle of the show before I close. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing shrooms after this. I'm getting fucked up. What do you guys? Do you guys have drugs for me? It'd be cool if you did, to be honest. 
I don't know where you'd get it because you're wearing a moo-moo, but... <laughs> She's taking a baggie of shrooms out of her pussy. <laughs> Here's this acetab, it's a little wet. <laughs> Always wanted to fuck older women. <laughs> Not you. No offense. I don't mean because you're ugly, but because your husband's right there. If he wasn't, I'm sure I'd be completely open. How about you get us a couple drinks? <laughs> just, just fuck this guy's wife. That's my closer. <laughs> <laughs> we guys like the show. <laughs> younger than my son. I'm younger than your son? How old do you think I am? I'm 24. You want to adopt me as one of your kids? And then maybe... Dude, I just want to discount at the fucking pro shop, bro. I'm trying to get... I want to go golfing. Being gatekept from the fucking only good thing to do in Fort Erie, which is golf, because you get away from your wife. No. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I like seeing couples out. It is nice. Because I always had problems in relationships, you know? Like, I always, I mean, you guys have listened to me talk for 30 minutes. I'm sure you can guess why. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I used to think making a girl come was, like, the hardest thing. I thought that was the hardest thing. Then I got older, it was just harder things like making her proud to be with me in public. <laughs> Significantly harder. Because at least making a girl come, like, that's fun. You know what I mean? You can brag about that to your boys. Right? No guy brags about making a girl proud. <laughs> you don't call your friends like, I just got invited to the cottage. Like, ew. What the f <laughs> come on, bro. I thought we were going out. No, that's only cool if you're like me and you're a minority, you know? And it's like, yo, Muskoka, I made it. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's so sick. <laughs> just on the phone, my boy's like, guys, I just played euchre with her dad, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> I like euchre, man. It's like a complicated card game white people invented to see if you're white enough to keep fucking their daughter. I remember my ex-girlfriend's parents, them trying to teach me how to play euchre, like, it would have been easier if I just taught them how to make a bomb in Afghanistan. <laughs> Fucking convoy probably would have went a little smoother too, to be honest. Was... <laughs> I actually went on a date with a chick recently. It, uh, it went well. She told me she's like 28. And she's never done coke before. She's from Toronto. I fucking, I heard that, I'm like, this is the one, for sure. We're getting married. I mean, she's probably lying to me, but I like that. I like that she would lie. You don't want women to tell you the truth. You don't. You know, when your girl tells you this is the biggest dick I've ever had, like... <laughs> yeah, probably not, but you want, you want the truth, which is this is the most comfortable dick I can take right now. <laughs> Oh no, babe, I love when I get close to coming and I say, don't stop, and you bust. I love... <sighs> I love doing this after we fuck. Just... <laughs> you don't want women to tell you the truth, man. 
But then dating's hard for me too, because sex is just awful now. Because I just, I have a lot of hair. It's just, it's just that. And it, and it sticks to them. You know, and if she's hot, I feel bad. <laughs> like that's how I know I'm getting older, because my standards have changed. Like I used to want to fuck like the hottest chick possible. And now I just want to fuck a girl that, you know, I can be naked in front of and not feel bad about myself. It's... <laughs> Cause it's just the hair sticks and it gets stuck to her ass and you know, it just looks like a newborn's head. <laughs> it's just loose hairs and liquids and ugh. <laughs> like, you know when you grab a rag to wipe cum off your girl? I gotta come back with like a Swiffer wet jet. I have like a lint roller and an apology letter. <laughs> I'm actually using the money from this show to buy a uh, detachable Dyson vacuum for my bed frame. <laughs> and uh, yes. And sex is weird too, because I just, I learn all my moves from black guys. I mean, I don't ask them like on the street, like me, brother, you know something, like I, <laughs> I'm watching porn, but then that's bad because now every time I have sex, I'm just thinking about black guys the whole time. <laughs> it's weird. And then sometimes I'm, you know, I'm doing the move and then she likes it and then I get in my head like maybe she'd like a black guy better. <laughs> and then the rest of the relationship, I'm just hiding black culture. Like I'm, like all of a sudden I just stop watching basketball. <laughs> Like, no, babe, I actually don't agree with what LeBron James is doing with China. Nike, actually, I... <laughs> yeah, sex is kind of shit. Some I'm tall, the angles are weird. It's like a bad fulcrum of fucking. <laughs> My knees hurt too, dude. <laughs> you ever have your knees hurt after sex? as a man and you're, you're the one limping, you know how fucking shitty that feels? <laughs> you know when you like tell a girl like, baby, I'm gonna fuck you like an athlete and then you're just icing your knees after? <laughs> it's not sick, it's not sick when she's like going to the gas station and it's like, you know, you're, she's, I'm like, babe, can you get some pills? She thinks it's like dick pills. Nah, dude, it's Motrin. Going, <laughs> shit hurts. Yeah, I am uh, from Toronto, which is nice. I like Toronto, you know, there's a lot of culture there. I mean, there's a lot of different types of people, you know. Have you guys ever seen like a Muslim guy try and act black? Okay, <laughs> have any of you guys seen a Muslim or a black guy before? No, I love those kind of dudes though, because they're ridiculous. Like all my cousins act like that, right? So like every time I see them, they're just like, yo man, we were starving out here. It's like, yeah, bro, I know it's Ramadan. It's um, <laughs> just like trying to act hood. Like, yo, bro, my dad was never around. Like, yeah, dude, he's at work. He's an engineer. I don't know what you're... It's like, oh, well, bro, he was never nice to my mom. Like, yeah, dude, he's Muslim. That's what they... I mean, every kid tries to act black, though. That's like a thing in every white kid's life, I think, at some point. 
It'd be kind of cool if they had like a phase where they try and act Muslim, but you're never gonna. <laughs> you're ever gonna see some kid in Sudbury just like, yo, inshallah, like that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I do like Canada though, man. It's cool going around the country and stuff. It's cool because it's like, we're one of the only countries that like really tries to bring immigrants in, you know? Which, you know, the sigh, you know. <laughs> you guys are like, oh, I don't like that. You're gonna take my job at the railroad that I took from another guy who came here to do the railroad. <laughs> Hear me out. No, it's cool that we, we try and bring immigrants here. I just feel like we lie to them in all the ad campaigns. Right? Because in every ad campaign, it's like, do you want exciting work opportunities? Come to Canada. You gotta be a little more honest. Like, were you a doctor in India? Do you want to deliver burritos in Regina? <laughs> oh, brain surgeon? How about riding a bike for a living? <laughs> That's what we do. I feel bad for the immigrants, man. I feel like they missed the sweet spot to get here, you know? Like, that was like the 70s, like you could get here and work hard and like actually earn something. They're just racist back then, but that was the trade-off. Yeah, I'd be called a packy, but I'd also be called a homeowner. So. <laughs> Dude, call me the N-word, I want a backyard, I don't care. I mean, it's wild, like there is no middle class in Canada anymore. Like, things are getting bad, dude. Like, in the cities, at least, like, you can see it. You just have to look at the bike lanes. Because you'll see, like, white people biking, enjoying their lives, and then Indian guys biking for their lives. It's just a white woman, like, it's such a nice day that I don't want to go back to Mumbai. That's all it is. I mean, shit, I was doing shows in Ottawa. They don't have a middle class there at all. Is their entire economy is government workers and Uber Eats. That's it. <laughs> it's just dudes that look like Jagmeet Singh and then Jagmeet Singh. <laughs> I think out of all the immigrants, I think Indians are my favorite. I love Indian people the best. Like, you guys ever go to the mall? You ever notice everywhere you go to the mall, there's just like an Indian security guard waiting to tell you you can't do something? <laughs> like, I won't even be doing anything wrong. I'll just be at Best Buy looking at a PS5 and you'll be like, no, sir, you cannot afford that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's always no, sir, too. I wonder if I was a chick, like, what would he say? Just, no, you stupid bitch. You cannot. <laughs> just working at Lazenza, like, you're too fat for that two-piece, actually. <laughs> I should be worshipping you, you're a cow, I do not what I do. <laughs> I fucking love the Indian security guards, man. I want to see a TV show like Cops, but just following Indian security guards. <laughs> Yo, I'd watch ten seasons of that shit, bro. The show opens, it's just a dude named Ratish taking a bus to take a train to ride a bike to work. <laughs> and then that's the end of the episode. Because <laughs> he gets to St. Catherine's Outlet Mall. <laughs> He's like, no sir, you cannot, I have no authority, I do not know. <laughs> Yo, you guys know those pornos where it's like a girl gets caught shoplifting and then she's gotta like suck cock for freedom? 
All right, some of you guys are honest, some of you guys are lying, come on. Dude, I wanna see one of those, but like with an Indian security guard. She gets caught, he's excited. He's just like, baby, I'm making you coming. And then she's just like, I'm gonna take the charge. I don't. Guys, I've been Armin R. Bobby. Enjoy the rest of Good night. Fuck. You guys are amazing. Peace. Guys, one more time for Armin R. Bobby, everybody. Hell yeah. Guys, thank you so much for coming out. One more time for our sponsors, Village Cannabis. And for the people who put this on, Angels Live in My Town, that's Mike A, Mike D, and Carl. Make some noise for them. Yeah. Guys, and give it up for yourselves. You were a great audience tonight, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Again, that was Armin or Bobby, Greg Pallone, Robert Kakam, and myself. Thank you so much for coming out. Get home safe, drive drunk if you have to. I've been Ben Bayfield. Thank you for coming. This has been the Angels in My Town, one night only. Take care, get home safe. Goodbye.